Why we are lukewarm about Christ's return. Shortly after the close of the First World War, I heard a great Southern preacher say that he feared the intense interest in prophecy current at the time would result in a dying out of the blessed home when events had proved the excited interpreters wrong. The man was a prophet, or at least a remarkably shrewd student of human nature, for exactly what he predicted has come to pass. The hope of Christ's coming is all today but did among evangelicals. I do not mean that Bible Christians have given up the doctrine of the second advent. By no means. There has been, as every informed person knows, an adjustment among some of the lesser tenets of our prophetic credo. But the vast majority of evangelicals continue to hold to the belief that Jesus Christ will sometime actually come back to earth in person. The ultimate triumph of Christ is accepted as one of the unshakable doctrines of the Holy Scriptures. It is true that in some quarters, the prophecies of the Bible are occasionally expounded. This is especially so among Hebrew Christians who, for reasons well understood, seem to feel closer to the prophets of the Old Testament than do Gentile believers. Their love for their own people naturally leads them to grasp at every hope of the conversion and ultimate restoration of Israel. To many of them, the return of Christ presents a quick and happy solution of the Jewish problem. The long centuries of wandering will end when he comes, and God will, at the time, restore again the kingdom of Israel. We dare not allow our deep love for our Hebrew Christian brethren to blind us to the obvious political implications of this aspect of their messianic hope. We do not blame them for this. We merely call attention to it. Yet the return of Christ is a blessed hope, as is, I have said, all but dead among us. The truth, touching the second advent, where it is presented today, is for the most part either academic or political. The joyful personal element is altogether missing. Where are they who yearn for the sign of Christ of thy fulfilling, faint for the flaming of thine advent feet? The longing to see Christ that burned in the breasts of those first Christians seems to have burned itself out. All we have left are the ashes. It is precisely the yearning and the fainting for the return of Christ that has distinguished the personal hope from the theological one. Mere acquaintance with correct doctrine is a poor substitute for Christ, and familiarity with the New Testament eschatology will never take the place of a love and flame desire to look on his face. If the tender yearning is gone from the Advent hope today, there must be a reason for it. I think I know what it is, or simply what they are, for there are a number of them. One is simply that popular fundamentalist theology has emphasized the utility of the cross rather than the beauty of the one who died in it. The saved man's relation to Christ has been made contractual instead of personal. The work of Christ has been stressed until it has eclipsed the person of Christ. Substitution has been allowed to supersede identification. What he did for me seems to be more important than what he is to me. Redemption is seen as an action across the counter transaction with which we accept, and the whole thing lacks emotional content. We must love someone very much to stay awake and long for his coming, and that may explain the absence of power in their advent hope even among those who still believe in it. Another reason for the absence of real yearning for Christ's return is that Christians are so comfortable in this world that they have little desire to leave it. For those leaders who set the pace of religion and determine its content and quality, Christianity has become of late remarkably lucrative. The streets of gold do not have too great appeal for those who find it so easy to pile up gold and silver in the service of the Lord here on earth. We all want to reserve the hope of heaven as a kind of insurance against the day of death, 
but as long as we're healthy and comfortable, why change a familiar good for something about which we know actually very little? So, reason is the carnal mind, and so subtly that we're scarcely aware of it. Again, in these times, religion has become jolly good fun right here in this present world. And what's the hurry about heaven anyway? Christianity, contrary to what some had thought, is another and higher form of entertainment. Christ has done all the suffering. He has shed all the tears and carried all the crosses. We have but to enjoy the benefits of his heartbreak in a form of religious pleasures, modeled after the world, but carried on in the name of Jesus Christ. So say the same people who claim to believe in Christ's second coming. History reveals the time of suffering for the church have also been times of looking upward. Tribulation has always sorrowed God's people and encouraged them to look for and yearn after the return of the Lord. Our present preoccupation with this world may be a warning of bitter days to come. God will wean us from the earth some way, the easy way if possible, the hard way if necessary. It is up to us.